get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah and I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 355 and it's a little bit of deja vu because we tried to record this last week (laughs) and I'm recovering from a cold, was way worse last Monday, and then my internet decided to crap out. So we're going to try again today. So yes, the reason you didn't have an episode last week was entirely my fault. So I apologize, but you know... Stuff happens, uh, right? M- not entirely, mostly, but not entirely. Uh, it's my fault. I'll take the hit. Um, so this week on the show, we're going to be talking Star Wars, Dragon Age. We had a PlayStation State of Play last week. But before we get into that, I'm going to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how are you doing? I'm good yourself. I'm excellent. Joelle, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back, and I'm so excited for Girl Pod. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah, Girl Pod! Yes, Girl Pod! Um, Simon, last week, I was going to say he I was blaming it on the fact that he was out test driving fancy cars, but now I don't know where he is. I so. think the rescheduling threw him off. <laughs> I think yeah, we didn't communicate did. <laughs> properly with him that we were rescheduling. <laughs> All right, let's get into some housekeeping before the crew check in. I want to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com com slash girls on games we also have talk back you want to leave us a message you know get a little shout out of your own voice on the show go to the iHeartRadio app on the girls on games podcast page hit that little microphone button and leave us a 30 second voice memo and we'll get that we'll put it in the show it'll be nice to hear from you i'm really excited about that all right let's get into the crew check-in it's been a week or two weeks in the case of us recording, because we did talk a little bit last week. Catherine, how's your week been? It's been good. Um, I went out and saw people today, which is like, wow, I need to get used to this again. Yeah. Yeah, so shout out to the We Can Fix It in UI community. We had uh, a little a little Montreal chapter get together, like uh, five, six, no, three or more than that, like seven or eight of us were there nice. um someone brought their dog he was the goat uh that, that <laughs> dog was amazing so happy uh to be there uh yeah we just hang out in parc laurier and we had cupcakes and freezies and we talked about nothing and everything and feels good feels good um to see people again um, awesome yeah, it's it's hard because like right now it's like pandemic is over ish, but it's still a risk. And how do we do things? And like I showed up, like people showed up with like things to share, like cupcakes and freezies and things and drinks and watermelon. And I was like, I didn't bring anything because like I'm still in COVID mode, where like we're not allowed to share because it's dangerous. Um, 
so I was like, all right, next time, like, somebody was like, oh, I have a portable barbecue. I'm like, cool, next time, bring your barbecue. I will, I'll make some chicken wings or whatever for you guys. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was good. It was nice. chill. Yeah. Shuel, how about you? How's your uh, house hunting adventures going? Well, you know, house hunting is a roller coaster of emotions, and it's mm-hmm. my first time doing it, so it was a, a huge process and a lot to get used to. But I have officially closed on a condo, so thank you. Yes, I am so excited. <laughs> this is my first time owning and it's a quaint little apartment kind of close uh, to the city. I live kind of far away from the Twin Cities area right now so I'll be moving into the city which I'm really excited about and um, I'm just so pumped and I can't wait to have people help paint and like get everything together and I feel just like so relieved (laughs) that this part is over because um, it was it was quite the it was quite the emotional roller coaster. So yeah, feels good. It's stressful, isn't it? It is so stressful. And like, cause I didn't know what was coming. Cause it's my first time. Like everything was just new, and it's such a large purchase. <laughs> like yeah. this this yeah. thing is like the probably the most expensive thing I'm ever gonna own, and. The market where I'm at is just crazy. And so I had put in several offers on other places and I had to go like at least 11K over asking and in some cases waiving inspection um, because my realtor said, you know, you might lose out if you want an inspection. And I'm just like, there is no way I'm buying a home and not gonna get an inspection on it so seriously it was wild it was it was a little wild so i took i took a place that you know not gonna lie it's a little quirky there's some things about it but the price was super good the location's amazing like i know i can put my stamp on it and yeah, I'm going to own property. Thank you. Thank you. So that's, that's great. It's good. Good news. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, too, when you when you go through the process. I remember, you know, Kat's in her first place. I remember doing my first place. And, you know, that was my first place and only place because I'm renting now because when I moved here, I didn't intend on buying yet. I kind of wanted to see what things were going to be like in Toronto. It is so daunting to, like, go through that. And I'm with you. I wouldn't have taken a spot without doing the inspection because Lord knows what you're going to get. Exactly. It was, and even this one had a really, like, chill inspection. But I I felt kind of bad for the inspector because, and I told him, I, like, gave him a caveat. I'm like, this is my first time. I'm going to, like, be in your bubble and, like, really close to you and, like, watching everything you're doing because I don't know what's going on. And he he was so gracious and chill, but I was like, tell me everything you're seeing. And then he decided that he had jokes and started like making like, uh uh-oh noises. So he would like open something up and be like, oh no. And I was like, what? What is going on? And he was like, just kidding. And I'm like, I don't like this. (laughs) But, but everything is, is, is copacetic and cool. And um, yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna close in July and move in July. So I have a month, I have a month to move. So 
<clears throat> busy month exciting month exactly exactly mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. cool you wrote in the note uh as well that you went to a wedding is that your first one post-covid you know that's such a good point it was my first one post-covid and it was mostly outside at a golf course which was really nice because they had the big garage doors too so mm. when we were eating it was mostly ventilated and the ceremony was outside and thankfully it wasn't like too hot out uh, and it was an amazing time it was really fun to be with people that you know you really love and care about and the couple that we were celebrating i mean couldn't have been happier to have that be the first uh wedding you know post covid to attend and it was just that like truly authentic like genuine love and it was so fun to celebrate and to be a part of it so i was really glad that i was able to to go out and do that and socialize so yeah nice yeah I, we Kat, was Allie's at a wet at a golf course too? Yes. Yeah. I just remember the uh, screen doors. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were, they were not marked. Nope. <laughs> oh no! Did someone? Did someone run into one of two them? people? Catherine <laughs> and one of the other uh, bridesmaids. Uh, yeah, yeah. Another bridesmaid also like just kind of like drunkenly turned around and boom <laughs> went through the screen it was funny that but they were funny. as soon as like the lights went down they were like you couldn't you could tell, not see them you could not oh, tell what no. was a screen door and what was just like an open door yeah that's just yeah. asking that's asking for trouble that's oh, yeah that's totally for, yeah. totally asking mm-hmm. for trouble yeah mm-hmm. and like we were two that went through the like actually like golden retriever our way through them but that a lot of people were just like turning around and just kind of like walking but just like bumping back at one point like the golf course was like putting i guess duct tape on them because yeah just see we weren't seeing them dude (laughs) yeah yeah it was just dangerous at that point yeah but yeah at a golf course is nice too because you get like that the whole scenic thing going on right so you can take not like yeah. pictures and the greenery yes. and yeah it's nice oh it was gorgeous and like it was uh she loves the woods the bride does and so we like went down like a canopy trail of trees Ooh. and then the ceremony was in just like another canopy of like trees and like forest and um in minnesota our state bird is the mosquito and so luckily for real <laughs> no but we, we we joke about that because like the mosquitoes are terrible they're so bad um but luckily we think like it had rained earlier and they must have sprayed and so there weren't any out and i mean it was just magical it was honestly oh. just magical and there were like tea lights in the trees and it was a fairy tale so it was really wonderful oh that sounds gorgeous mm-hmm. i love that mm-hmm. cool uh, on my front, it's been a weird week because I stayed home from everything where I had this cold, um, where it was too bad. I was supposed to go to a TikTok thing. Couldn't do that. And I just, I just didn't want to be that person, mm-hmm. you know, cause everybody looks at you like, like, you know, you're going to be shunned cause you know, you're coughing or mm-hmm. sniffing or whatever else, even if it's like 
allergies. People still look at you with like the side eye being like, why are you here? Are you sick? So yeah, yeah. I didn't want to be involved mm-hmm. in that. Plus there's a lot going on this week. It's Canadian music week. Um, I got a bunch of events to be at. Plus today I actually went and picked up my brother and his fiance um, from the airport. They're in town cause she's having a really serious surgery next Thursday or the sur- Thursday coming. So um, yeah. And also trying to be safe for them being here too. Right. But what I did do, um, I watched Stranger Things 4, which, oh my god, if you like Stranger no. Things, you need to watch. No spoilers, please. No spoilers. I'm watch- but- I'm watching Shorzy first, and okay. then I'm watching Stranger Things 4. You're in for a treat. Um, yeah, it's it. I can't wait until you're out of it. There's songs that are trending because of it. Songs that people haven't heard in eons, and I'm so happy that they're back. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. But I just just prior to recording this podcast i mean like 30 minutes ago finished up recording an episode uh as a guest on the latest podcast um huge shout out to tim kenny and ryan who invited me on the show they do like a trivia thing um within their podcast which is a whole shit ton of fun and uh, yeah, so they recorded, uh, I recorded with them for their episode that I believe is supposed to come out for everybody on Wednesday, June 8th. Um, but if you're a Patreon subscriber for them, it comes earlier. So you can go check that out. But one of the things like I just, the, the way they did their trivia is like, cause we do that every Christmas. We have like an episode where we play games within the podcast and it's always a huge hit. And we always end up getting a little tipsy and having a good, a good laugh. And what they did was just so much fun that their last, the last game that we played was almost like a, a D and D match in the sense that it was three of us against like the dungeon master. And he would get points if we got things wrong and he would do it. So it would start with guess the game, but you would start with kind of like the day it came out or the release date. And then um, there would be three of us and one of us would have to say the answer. If we got it wrong, that person would be killed off and then wouldn't, couldn't help out once they got the, the next clue and played it that way. And, and we ended up losing, but it was a good <laughs> laugh. <laughs> but that sounds like a lot of fun. It does sound like a lot of fun. Here's the thing. I said to the guys, I was like, look, we enjoy doing this stuff. It would be kind of fun if you guys came on the show and did it. And then they were like, how about a pod versus pod? And I was like, that would be an amazing idea. So I need to get wow, that yeah. on the books I'm down, in I'm the down. near future. I think it'd be a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I especially since there were parts of this where they were, I, I was literally saying, Catherine would know this answer. Simon would know this answer. So I think we, uh, I think we'll have a lot of fun if we do that. So, uh, so yeah, we need to get that organized. Yeah. Cool. So I'm more, down. Yeah. More on that in the future. So yeah, Tim, Kenny, Ryan, we're doing it. It's happening. <laughs> All right, let's get into the games we've been playing this week. Catherine, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been slowly playing a little bit of Disco Elysium. Um, had a bit of a session with uh, an armchair gamer there um, who knows the oh, game what? inside uh, and out because it's his favorite game. Uh, Pascal. Your, your, <laughs> your, your, your boyfriend? Yeah. At one point he was like, oh, there's a very important item around here. And he kind of forgot where it was. And like after like 20 minutes of having me walk around and I was just like, you're kind of ruining this. He's like, but you need, you need this. And then I found the fucking 
plastic bag so that I could pick up bottles and make money. And I was like, okay, okay, thank you. Um, but I haven't had a chance to pick it up since. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's still a very good game. It's still a very confusing game. And I can't, I am here for the mindfuck. Uh, so one of the questions today, I think it may have even been the last question that we had, the answer was Disco Elysium. And that's why I was like, Cat would know this. I think the guys listened to the podcast and kind of pulled questions based on what we had been talking about. Because that was actually, so the answer, the, the way that the trailer of the questions went, the first one was, this came out in, and then he gave the date of when it came out on PC in 1999, uh, 1999, 2019, 19, <laughs> <laughs> party. Um, 2019 and then said came out to consoles afterwards and i'm sitting there i was like holy crap what game was that and then the next one they said it was a true rpg and i was like what and then the third question we still couldn't get it was uh you guys have been playing on the podcast and i was like shit (laughs) (laughs) so i was like oh damn it i should have known uh but yeah uh that came up as one of the questions so a little teaser for anybody who's going to go listen to the latest podcast yeah how about you joelle what are you playing I, you know, I don't know if this happens to anyone else, but I get to a special place in JRPGs and I just don't want to anymore. I don't know. Mm, like there's, there's like this rise of in the story and I'm like, I know I'm about to go through a gauntlet of some sort and I need to grind in order to like make it through. And for some reason I have no energy to do so and I just stop. So (laughs) I'm in that lull a bit and so i ended up playing a little bit of control 2 with a friend uh co-op which was super fun uh but i get i get so motion sick like i get really nauseous um so i usually don't play first person shooters but what i've noticed and this might be a little bit of a hack i don't know if anyone else does this um if you get motion sickness and play first person shooters but i turn the settings like way the fuck down so it was like frame rate was choppy as anything and graphics were down but but i i could play it so that's kind of my like little trick to 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 playing some of these (laughs) first person games i found is that i just turn the settings way down and for some reason that helps like that helps me be able to play the game removing Mm. motion blur also yeah, yeah. That's probably what the settings, turning the settings down. Yeah. So turns like, that off. I totally do that. Even for uh, Horizon Forbidden West, I have to turn off like shaky cam and motion blur. I got to turn all that off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for Portal, the menu wasn't as sophisticated. So I just like turned down graphics and stuff. And it was kind of funny because unfortunately the game didn't look as crisp but i could still play it so that was that's what's important that is correct Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that was fun have you tried any vr yet no and we'll get to this later when we talk about it but like oh man i oh i want to though so bad a part of me just wants to suffer through it four out of ten do not recommend oh i don't know (laughs) oh i'm so i want to do it so I saw this thing on TikTok the other day. Yay for TikTok. It's bringing me all the, all the life lately. This girl had on these glasses that were like 
circle yes encircle on the side yes. and it had blue water in the bottom that i guess moves with the motion and yes. that helps your yes. motion sickness yes they look they look the most ridiculous thing you could ever put on your face but yeah because yeah. they because it's the equilibrium like in your ears so like what what your eyes are experiencing based on your like uh steadiness um yeah, in your brain there's yeah. a disconnect with what your brain yes. is registering in terms of movements and what yes. your eye is seeing. Correct, correct. And so th- those glasses like try to match that, and I, I actually saw. Uh, I, I might have seen the same one, but I saw that and I was like, "Where did she get those?" Because I will do that for the sake of like. But when I go to amusement parks, I'm the person on the bench watching the stuff, and I am <laughs> perfectly cool with being that person because <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't like roller coasters, but I'm just curious. That's why I would be the person on the bench. But for the video games, I'm curious if that would help. But yeah, I mean, it's not anything. it's not you moving like this girl was in a car. Yeah, 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 it would work for like actual motion sickness where your body is in motion, not just mm. video game motion sickness. Mm. Yeah, um, mm. I, I want to get those glasses, honestly, like uh, I have a if because I have a road trip coming this summer. Mm-hmm. And it's not gonna be fun. Go look them up. See if they're on like Amazon or something. Like motion sickness glasses. I bet you you can get them on Amazon. I have to. Oh, excuse me. I have to. I have to put in a Amazon order. So maybe I'll. I'll check it. Yeah. I have a Do list you... of of stuff that I was not able to find in my uh, local stores. And now mm. I'm like, fine, you win. I'll order. Do you yes. also get motion sick cat when you drive? Uh no. Okay, because I find I don't either. So I usually like to drive when I go yeah. on trips. You won't, control. Yeah, you yeah. won't get you won't get motion sick because you can um, anticipate the motion because you're the one driving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's when you're the passenger and like you don't know. Like the worst thing for me is like an abrupt stop, mm-hmm. and yes. like that happens a lot. And like every time I'm if I'm in a car, I'm mostly with my mom or my brother. But, like, the problem is, like, if I'm with my brother, we're driving around the city. So at least, like, twice he'll have to, like, hit the brakes because of, like, some idiot in Montreal. Like, Montreal driving, whatever. Mm. So, like, and every time it's, like, we, you know, it happens, like, you know how, like, you go forward and, like, the the belt. The hard, yeah, the belt kind of, like, yeah. you back. Yep. Yeah. And he's, like, every time he's, like, sorry, because he knows it's, like, the worst for me. Like. I don't know how to. It's like the belt stops, but my brain feels like it's still going yep. forward. Yep. Oh yeah, my yep. stomach just and then my stomach yep. just goes straight up yeah. in my throat. Mm-hmm. It's the absolute worst for motion sickness when like you can't just a sudden change in movement. It's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think it also has to do with where you're sitting in the car because like if yeah. I'm in the front seat, it's not so bad. In the back seat, we went mm. to Ottawa last november and john came with us and i let john sit in the front because i sat in the back with the dog and thank goodness it was at night but like it was like i was feeling it and i was like Mm. this is not normal (laughs) so i think Mm -mm. if you're sitting on the front it's a little better because maybe you've got more view of what's happening around you Mm -hmm. than than if you're sitting Mm -hmm. in the back but i have no problem with airplanes they put me to sleep oh yeah. Oh, airplanes are the fascinating. Worst yeah. For me, it's the descend. It's like, okay, we're going down, then we're going down, 
and we're going it's just like the slow like drop um i also vet dates through that too so like sometimes i'll be like yes like let let you drive to the date so i can see how you drive and then i will decide if i want to keep seeing you or not depending if i get motion sickness in your car oh. so like it's also a thing it's just no one would ever guess, but it's a way to That's like smart though. I'm just like, yeah, am I going to be in the car with you all the time? And you're going to drive like a maniac and then I'm going to like puke all over you. Like, is this what's going to happen? Well, I but... mean, if he's going to drive like a maniac and serves him right to get puke all over him in his car. That's right. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm just like, nope. Like that's part of my, like part of my checklist. <laughs> but, so that's, that's the thing is like, sorry to keep derailing the podcast, but like when I drove my friends around, they would always fall asleep. And, like, I thought it was a thing, like, people fall asleep in cars. And it's just, like, at one point my mom was like, no, it's because you drive, like, you're motion sick. So you drive so smooth that it's, like, putting a baby, like, a baby carriage. <laughs> like being like a rocker. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's what the airplane's like to me. Obviously, when there's turbulence, I don't. But, like, when it's just mm. that nice little rumble and whatever, night-night. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... The number of times that, like, I had a full car or, like, that I was in the car with Pascal and, like, five minutes in, I'm like, why is nobody talking? And it's just everybody's asleep. So, mm. also, I had the policy of, like, if I'm driving, I'm picking the music. And no, everybody yeah. was like, oh, blah, 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 driver's choice, right? I'm like, all of y'all are going to be asleep in ten minutes and I'm going to be alone with my thoughts. <laughs> that <laughs> terrible music. <laughs> that can't happen. Like, yeah. one one day, like, Pascal was like, can we put in my iPod? We've been together that long. iPods. And he left me alone. He fell asleep and he left me alone with his Bob Dylan playlist. I, oh, wow. That shot's fired for the Minnesotan with Bob Dylan. How dare you? I, look. Listen, the thing the thing with Bob Dylan is you either love him or you hate him. True. Like, I love Bob Dylan music that is not sung by Bob Dylan. It, that's it. That's like the Beatles. I like Beatles are fantastic music writers. I don't like any of their performances. Mm. When mm. other people do it, then I'm into it. But that's yeah. the essence. That's the essence of the Dylan is like through. Have you heard his Christmas album? Oh. It's like cats <laughs> dying. It's the worst. I mean, this is my last episode because everyone's shitting on <laughs> no, we, No worries. <laughs> Have you listened to an episode with Allie and Simon? <laughs> just kidding it's just i had to say it i had to say yeah, it we we understand there are some things that are very um uh, uh polarizing the no, music's yeah. one of them i just cilantro is another yeah. <laughs> yes that's true that's true she does taste like soap oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> some of us got the genes some mm-hmm. of us don't mm-hmm. yeah um, on my front, what have I been playing? Not a lot of games, to tell you the truth. I, you know, didn't try and actually, I've been really getting into the fitness kick since I've got that whole, uh, the wedding thing I need to do in August where I'm a bridesmaid or maid of honor. Um, so, so yeah, I've been really hitting the, hitting the exercise thing hard and my, um, but I do use the challenges that the Apple watch gives you every month to try and beat them. So I did do the May one, which was close your rings every day. I'd been doing that since the beginning of of January, so it's not a big deal. Uh, but this month, I've got burn twenty one thousand calories in a month, which works out to seven hundred cal seven hundred plus calories a day. Good for That's you. A That's a fucking challenge. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm working hard at that. But um, what I have been playing 
is uh, prepping for the 1.19 update of Minecraft that's supposed to come on Tuesday of this week. So pretty excited about that. Though every time I get in, I'm just like, but it's not the update yet. And I don't want to go anywhere <laughs> and like render pieces of the world that could be the deep dark with a new uh, swamp biome. So, uh, so yeah, I'm being cautious there. But I did want to give a shout out to one of our friends who last week released his very first game. So shout out to Fred. He released Shishi, a timeless prelude, which is a dungeon role-playing game on the Nintendo Switch. It came out on the 31st and of course is available there now. So uh, we're going to put the include, we are going to include the uh, trailer in the show notes. So go check that out. But uh, I just want to give a big congratulations because this is something that I know Fred has been working on for a long time. Kat, I think mm-hmm. I remember him mentioning wanting to develop a game back when we were working together at yeah. uh, the radio station. Yep. Uh, but then got in and continued with his schooling. And I think it's him and his friend that were working on it. And uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic. I've, 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 I've played several version of yeah. the demo, like seeing him at events like... Uh, migs and all that jazz and like the montreal independent game festival and it's like it's come a long way and i'm i'm so happy it's finally out yeah it's so cool to get the chance to witness the the progression of a game like that from kind of ideation phase up to now being a full-on release i know i believe he said it was directed more to younger kids so it's almost like a like a entry level um role-playing game which is cool and uh, or dungeon role-playing game um so yeah and he he was talking about it because i was uh congratulating him on the release and everything like that so uh shout out to fred this week because yeah. Uh, that's a boss move, putting out a new game. Mm-hmm. On Nintendo Switch. Oh That's my amazing. God. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, like, from what I remember from playing it, it's an accessible game in all the terms. Yes, because that's one thing that Fred prides himself with as um, a disabled gamer himself. So I think that's fantastic. Even putting in all yeah. the effort to make sure it's playable uh, in all ways possible. I do have a code for it. I haven't had a chance to get into it yet because, like I said, it's been a weird yeah. week for me. Yeah, he also gave me a code and I'm like, uh, I was so happy for him to offer. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I want to play your game. Um, I don't have time right now, but I will download it and I will play it. Mm-hmm. Um, if ever you people at home are on the nintendo switch and you're like i would like a zelda like game that is accessible for my kids like this is it like this is very much like dungeon and puzzles and things like that so it has like it has that influence that i think is very approachable that might work for if you have younger kids that are too young for some of your like favorites growing up like oracle of uh uh, uh, Link's Awakening or whatever, like if you're a season, season. yeah, or yeah. E- or even like you know Breath of the Wild, like this is a when I played it, that's how I felt. It was just like it was my favorite parts of Zelda games, like dungeon crawling and puzzle solving and things like that, but in a different way with like magic elements and things like that and a bit of platforming. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely. I'm I'm looking forward to play to, to play it. I just need to make the time for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Congrats, Fred. All right, it's time to talk news. You ladies ready to do that? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, let's go. 
All right, we're back with the news. And because we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, we need to talk about the Star Wars news. So, Joelle, bring us through it. Mm, oh, my goodness. A new uh, a sequel to uh, Jedi Fallen Order trailer has dropped. Uh, Jedi Survivor is out and slated to uh, release in 2023. Uh, so, some point next year we will be able to continue our adventure with cal kestis um and and i'm so excited i loved jedi fallen order it was such an amazing game and i i am just so pumped that they are continuing the story um and i i honestly just i don't know i'm so giddy like i'm so giddy i'm so excited so Mm-hmm. That's a day one purchase for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cat yep. loved that game, the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I any game that lets me be a Jedi, I am down to clown. Yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. And it was the first game I actually finished on my PS5 because I mm-hmm. I bought it uh, a physical copy for my PS4, and then when I got my PS5, I immediately inserted the disc because I was like, I have to play something. And so I played Fallen Order, and so I just love the continuation that I'm going to be able to see and experience it. Um, the the Jedi Survivor on PS5, so mm-hmm. pumped. Yeah, and we're starting to see here now in the IGN article that we're referencing, um, we're starting to see now, too, that game companies are starting to leave the older generations behind. Mm-hmm. This one's said to come out on PS5, Xbox Series, X and S, and PC. Um, but yeah, I can see why. Because like, it's just, you have to make too many concessions, I would imagine. It's too much balancing to figure yeah. out. And we all live through cyberpunk. So um, <laughs> yeah, kudos to them to wanting to take the, the plunge and go full next gen. I think we're getting to a space now where the consoles are getting easier to find. I don't want to say that they're easy to find, but they're mm-hmm. it's getting better. So if this is coming mm-hmm. out next year, and I would have a vibe that it's probably going to come out in the fall. It's kind of, it gives me that like fall blockbuster vibe. So, mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's yep. what I anticipate. Yeah, I just can't wait to feel the power of the lightsaber through my dual mm. sense. Like, oh, yeah, gosh, Ugh, so excited. <laughs> That's cool. That's mm-hmm. real cool. Mm-hmm. All right. The next story we have has Kat written all over it. Because when I saw this tweet and shared it in Discord, I knew I was going to stop her in her tracks. Yep. Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not com- coming out soon. They just kind of like dropped the name. Um, I just think it's appropriately named that it's the next Dragon Age is D-A-D. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, just because I feel like the romance with Solus in Dragon Age Inquisition had a lot of daddy issues re- written all <laughs> over it. And, um, spoiler alert, he's the bad guy in this game. So I am. The irony is not lost on me. Anyway, um, I've saw, I've seen a lot of like, uh, dad jokes on Twitter about this. Oh, I'm sure. 
I'm sure. Uh, Joelle, are you also a Dragon Age fan? I am. I uh, I have a friend who's really into it, and so I played uh, Inquisition uh, was the first one, and I I loved it. I just fell in love with the franchise on Inquisition. I played the DLCs, and then recently, after um, I got my PC built, I went back and played um, Origins. And Ooh. so I was like, I want to, I now want to do the, the whole thing. Um, so I went back and played Origins. And I mean, there was a little bit of uh, troubles with the old uh, gameplay, uh, but I, I kind of made my way through the story, which to me was the most important thing. And it was so fun to go back to Origins and see uh, how the characters had developed and, you know, what was the the you know seed and kernel of the game uh, i will say though that i just wasn't ready for for the ending and so i did my build was was so inferior that i just stopped and, and watched videos the rest of the time but it was still it was still a good time i'm really glad i did it i would highly recommend folks if they haven't gone back and and are curious about the franchise to go through uh to go back because they're on game pass so um for pc i was gonna ask that so they're they're I've through never EA played play. Dragon Age. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, 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 I just looked. I was like, "Is she gonna give me a side eye? Like, what the <laughs> fuck you doing, Leah? Do it!" Um, I mean, at the same time, I'm not surprised because you're like high fantasy RPGs. You're not as into him as I am. Like I, but I, 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 en- I enjoyed my Witcher three. Oh, yeah, much enjoyed. I think you'd like. So should I? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Dragon Age Inquisition was my first one. Okay. And um, I asked if I should play the other two, and people said, "Nah." Um, I think like I was told that the other two were good, but they suffered from a bit of old game old. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so you can what you can do is like what I did is like I watched a supercut on YouTube and then I played Inquisition um, because I had borrowed the CD, the PS4 CD from my friend. Nowadays, okay. though, like with Game Pass and backward compatibility, it's much easier for you to like play the older games. Um, yeah, I think Inquisition I've replayed many times, um, many times. It's still. Um, How many times, Cat? Please she can't share. Count. Come on. She can't share. Count that high. I want to. Uh, I want to say completely twice. Oh, okay. Twice. I- I've played it twice. Yeah, yeah. But like the second time, I did all the DLCs and things, um, mm. and I've been resisting playing it more again. Um, but yeah, uh, that one still holds true like the only thing that doesn't make it like a modern game besides like some of the graphics is the fact that it's not a true open world like you go it's like level areas and biomes but Mm -hmm. it's like the gameplay still holds through the story's great and the acting's great um but uh it's my plan to go and play through origins and dragon age 2 now that they're like readily available for me yeah on game pass and things like that um I have noticed as well on Twitch, um, more people are playing Origins because I think they're so excited um, from the announcement that they're yeah. they're kind of playing through the games. So, if you know folks don't maybe want to experience uh, old game old uh, UI, they can certainly 
you know, log on and, and watch a streamer go through it. Um, I will say I really did enjoy Origins. You know, I mean, kind of, I, I held that, like, okay, this might be a little clunky. I really don't exactly know how to how to do all of the things. But I did enjoy my time with the game. And I got really far. Like, I got all the mm -hmm. way up until the end game. So even that experience was was really um, fun especially because some of the characters from the first game show up in Inquisition. Um, so it, it was cool to go back and see. But I, I think, man, if you can play the, if you can play Witcher, you can definitely play Inquisition, I think. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I powered through Witcher. Oh, yeah. I think just before pandemic hit, mm. Christmas 2020. Yeah, it's a, into 2019 to 2020. Yeah, I powered through the Witcher. Um, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's one of those ones, we've all got those glaring holes in our gaming repertoires that we yeah. should oh, yeah. fix. Like, oh, yeah. But there's just so much content, right? And mm -hmm. The beauty of Game Pass is I now can download it, try it, and if it's not my thing, just watch the, watch YouTube videos of it instead. Or if I exactly. decide that I would rather watch it, like, fall asleep to watching Let's Plays on YouTube. I love Let's Plays on YouTube. I do, too. Especially you can find, like, now, not everybody is great at them, but if you can find someone who fits the vibe you like and how they, you know, go through a game or whatever else, mm -hmm. it's fantastic. That's the only way I get through horror games. Like the only way I experienced like The Last of Us is through Let's Plays. Cause like I would, I'm too much, I too much of a chicken. I cannot play horror games, but I can. See, I love watching them. So yeah, Last of Us was. I think it's the type of horror games that get me, and also third person I'm much better with than first person. Cause first person is just creepy AF. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I managed to make it through both Last of Us games, which was pretty good, and that second one was so good. Mm -hmm. not i i i i have a love-hate relationship with it because i don't think you're actually supposed to like how it finishes mm -hmm. but i enjoyed the game and i appreciate the game mm -hmm. but the story is rough mm -hmm. so it yeah. is it is rough it's rough all right next story cat we're talking about video game archiving that's kind of awesome yeah so i don't know if you guys remember a few episodes back we mentioned how sony was creating a group dedicated to archiving right. um this one is embracer group which is the people that recently purchased the uh, square enix western studios off mm. of square enix and they own like ados the, and yeah square enix montreal and, and they own a lot of, of uh they own a lot of studios well they're working on a video game they uh archive called embracer game archives a new project designed to archive and save as much of the video game industry as possible. And, like, this is actually, like, a physical thing. Like They're, a place? Like, with a, yes. with, a, with a, like, vault and storing yeah. it? That's cool. Oh. So, uh, Embracer Game Archive CEO David Bostrom said, Imagine a place where all physical video games, consoles, and accessories are gathered at the same place. And think about how much that could mean for games culture uh that could mean for games culture and then enabling video games research this journey has just been started and we're at an early stage so right now it's not accessible for everybody they came out with a wanted list of stuff but they're basically collecting all of as much video games and accessories and consoles as they can and they want to then make it accessible for anybody doing research hmm. just their games or just gaming in game, general game 
games. Wow. Like from the beginning. That's great. Like And any anybody, any company, any anything. That's cool. Oh. Yeah. So they're they're investing in that and then they want to make it available for people doing research uh later on. So this is I think that's interesting because you see a lot of museums or enthusiasts and things like that, but you don't see anybody making it centralized. Mm. Um, and if Embracer can kind of like make it part of their mandate and then make it accessible for research and the industry as a whole, um, I think that's great. I don't, I don't, they don't seem to be doing it just to hoard it. Mm. Because this is not like clearly any kind of initiative like that is not a lucrative one. Mm-mm. No, it's really no. like you don't build a museum to be a lucrative money-making business. Exactly. Like, so- you, that can be a bonus, but it's really to archive mm-hmm. and to uh-huh. future-proof the fact that if we don't do this, this art will disappear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this is clearly vocational and um, good on them. Honestly, like just the industry as a whole needs to work better on archiving and work together. Mm for that to be honest that's such a good point because like video games are such a pillar of cultural uh phenomenon and i think they're overlooked uh significantly as just like oh it's just a video game or it's just this but like so many people have such emotional attachments to it so um that's amazing like yeah it's it would be so amazing to go visit this and like to experience experience it would probably just be really overwhelming because there's so many touchstones that people would have with it so i think yeah it's really important yeah and i think the concept of people thinking about them as just like their games rather than art is very like that's going to change with generation generationally because you look mm-hmm. look at my my parents and like what they were into and like my dad is interested in games and he wants to play he doesn't really necessarily know where to start but like it's not as ingrained for him as it is our generation even for us it wasn't normal for women to want to play games it was always mm-hmm. meant for guys you know like a thing mm-hmm. and now we're at the point where we're carrying around a fucking gaming thing in our pocket 24/7 so like mm-hmm. Everybody is playing games, whether it's Solitaire or Bedazzled or Candy Crush or Diablo Immortal, which came out finally on on mobile devices, like plus everything else like the pandemic just goes to show how big this industry is. So we need to take an active effort to make sure that we do have the ability for people in the future to be able to go back and see where it came from. Cause then there might be some kind of mechanic that they learn. There might be some kind of history, the importance of something that they, that, you know, that might progress the industry even further. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's so important to be able to preserve those things. Mm -hmm. I agree. And like, I also think too, it's so interesting because like I, I, you know, when I first started playing video games, I was so little, I didn't think of it as an art form, but I I remember the moment like where it kind of changed for me where I was like, I'm playing a piece of art. Like I am interacting and physically playing art. Like that's what I'm doing. Do you know what game it was? Do you remember? Um, it was, I I feel so embarrassed like to say this, but it was like Breath of the Wild, I think. Like it was No, that like not I like that. not too long ago. I wish it was sooner, but I think I remember experiencing Breath of the Wild and just being like, "Wow, I like feel so lucky that people are so dedicated to this art form and they care so much like for me to have this experience and I'll never know these people and like I just had a really emotional attachment to the game and I was like yep like I'm playing art and yeah it's it's amazing 
I think that's an age thing too. Like we're just like we're used to we're we're not looking at things like we're we're coming at all these different experiences now with all the past and thinking back like we're at an age where we're finally like yeah I feel like older now mm-hmm. like I feel like I remember things like even just like the stuff that's coming back now from the 2000s and stuff right the fashions and stuff and you're just like why mm-hmm. but it's that perspective that makes us look back and realize the imp- and 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 I guess just hone in on the importance of these things and and why an emotion is important to us and the way that something mm-hmm. makes you feel is important and why it leaves such an impact. So, so I totally understand what you mean by breath of the wild. When I finished that game and I laid it down, I was just like, shit, it's over. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't want it to end. Mm-hmm. And, and there's other games that I've had that emotional moments with, and I've talked about it in the past where it's like a before and after certain moments in your life. And I think that also kind of like, that's what art does. It, it draws that out of you. And mm-hmm. that's only something that you really start to click as you live more life and experience more things. Wow. I just got philosophical. I love that's it. what happens when I drink two, when we do two podcasts and I have a glass of wine. There you go. Night. I love it. It's the cold meds and the wine. Mm-hmm. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This week, we also had a PlayStation State of Play that everybody is speaking very highly of right now. Even though when we were going into it, everybody's, I feel like the anticipation was kind of muted, but it seems to have perked everybody's interest out of what came out of it. Did you ladies get a chance to watch it or go back through and see some of the recaps? I have not. No, you have not. Joelle, did you get a chance to check it out? I did. I watched it twice because I'm that person. So, um, <laughs> I, We were actually in Discord together talking about it. <laughs> we were. So it was really fun to experience it with other people and feed off their excitement and what they were looking forward to playing. Um, and, and so it was also great for me to go back and to kind of do a deep dive uh, for myself on what's coming out and what I'm excited for. And I... I think overall, I thought it was a really successful state of play, just in my humble consumer experience. I think it was a nice um, entry into 2022 and and to look forward to what's coming in 23, right? And because there's been a little bit of a lull um, in the industry, as as we all know and and understand why that was. Uh, So it was really fun to to have some big moments uh, for big IPs and some independent IPs. And overall, I just thought it was it was really well done. Anything you were super surprised by or super excited by? I was, even though, so we already touched upon the VR stuff, but I, I have the Lego tall neck for Horizon Forbidden West. I can't wait to put that together. And man, that VR game call of the mountain i swear i will have a bucket next to me and i will i will suffer through because that looks amazing and i i don't know a part of me does just want to really embrace that so much because i i I love that uh franchise so much and also what i thought was really interesting was stray uh and some of the questions i had around it as i was watching it is you know 
around the story like am I a person that was like implanted into a cat or like am I a cat like what is this about and yeah I did some deep diving and yeah like we're an actual uh cat um exploring the world and I didn't know this but it's going to be available for PS Plus members um on release so if you're a PS Plus premium member you're going to be able to play it right out the gate so I thought that was really cool Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, I can't wait for that because that's what I was hoping we were going to get a release date for that. Pleasantly surprised that as a premium member, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kat, I know that was one you were looking at um, yeah. a while back. We've all been talking about that game for a while. I don't, It's coming to both PS5 and PS4. So do you think you're going to play it on a PS4? Yeah, I might check to see if I can play it on PC. See if my PC can run it. Um... If not, I'll... oh yeah, it's coming to PC too on July nineteenth. Yeah. A simul release for a PlayStation game is that a is that a studio that is a PlayStation studio? No, it's Annapurna. That's it. Okay, so I was like, yeah. what? That's kind of rare for them to do day and date with PC. Yeah, so I'll I'll see. I think the experience might be better on my PC versus my old mm. PS4 that I haven't turned mm. on in a year. It's a day one, right? Yeah, I also yeah. straight up gave my... I'd have to check with my friend because I gave him my PlayStation... Because he borrowed a PlayStation 4 from a friend and I gave him my login so ah. that he could download and install some of my digital games and play them. Because ah. um, I wasn't using... Like, I wasn't using my PS account mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So I just changed my password to something he could remember and I was like, here you go. Enjoy. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm on Xbox playing Game Pass. Yeah. Um, so I'd have to check. I, I'm hoping like my PC is a piece of shit. What am I saying? I'm gonna have to message him. Be like, can I have my account back? There's a cat game. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's do a quick roll through of what was announced because there was definitely a lot. There was definitely surprises for a 30 minute showcase, which, mm-hmm. like we mentioned, they didn't really hype up too much. And everybody was like, calm your horses. We don't expect much from a pl- state of play, but here we go. So, first off, the first thing out the gate Resident Evil 4 remake is real and coming in 2023. Um, then we got Stray, of course, coming now, uh, next month, July 19th, PlayStation and PC, and then coming as part of Premium, um, you get it right away. Spider-Man Remastered is coming to PC in August, so if anybody hasn't had a chance to do that because they don't have a PlayStation and want to pick it up on PC, there you go. Street Fighter Six gameplay was shown off with a little bit of Chun-Li, some open world, world exploration, that was kind of cool. We got a whole, like, segment of VR stuff which i was surprised that we didn't actually see the pr psvr headset the second edition nor um a release date but playstation is affiliated with summer games fest and there's another press conference happening this upcoming thursday so my bets is perhaps it's going to be there uh but the things that they showed off vr wise is resident evil village aka resident evil 8 is getting a vr port for ps5 so um yeah people are gonna be interested in that yeah. when uh that dark lady decides to step on you what's her name step lady Dalsora, me, or, eat my or something like that oh my dog is barking Dem- i apologize Demis- 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 
something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, we also got a trailer teaser. Final Fantasy 16 was showing off some gameplay and it looks very uh, medieval fantasy-esque. Uh, so that was pretty mm-hmm. interesting. That was the one that everybody was like, ha, would it be cool if there was Final Fantasy 16 there? I was surprised they showed ev- anything at all. So that was kind of nuts. Um, 2023, summer 2023 is what they stated for that game. We also got to see uh, Roller Dome, was, it, which is from the developers of Ollie Ollie World. It's like if um, Tony Hawk had first person shooting, mm-hmm. but styled like that Sable game you played, Cat. So very interesting in the whole aesthetic there. Um, gives me a little bit of like, Mad Maxi vibes. I don't know what it is about it. it it's it, it's an interesting one. It, it, um, I looked at the trailer and uh, quickly on that one, and it mm-hmm. also gave me a bit of like my friend Pedro. Mm, yes, yes, that's what I thought too when I watched it. I thought exactly my friend Pedro. Yep. Yeah, but on totally. roller skates. Yeah, but on roller skates. Yeah. Yep. yeah, exactly. Um, Tunic is getting a PlayStation release September 27th, coming to both PS4 and PS5. So that's the Zelda meets Bloodborne kind of style game. No, there was no Bloodborne at this press conference. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Um, We got to see some of the Callisto Protocol, which is supposed to get more more news this week. Um, That's from the guys who made the original Dead Space, which is interesting because I think it's coming out around the same time as the new Dead Space, so Dead Hmm. Space Makers versus Dead Space. I don't know. Gonna be interesting. Um, Season, uh, A Letter to the Future, got a trailer. That game looks beautiful. I believe that's a Montreal developer too, which is pretty cool. Uh, Internights, uh, that's like a, a anime-esque style. Looks like RPG. Oh, no, it's a dating game. Yes, Holy it's, smokes. It's an action, an action game. Yeah, an action dating sim, which I, when I re-watched the showcase, I thought, at, at first I was like, I don't really don't understand what this game is. And then when I re-watched it, I was like, oh, am I, am I into this? Like, is this, is this for me? Because I loved Boyfriend Dungeon so much, and that was kind of my entry into the genre, even though it was a little bit more of a dungeon crawler, but I don't know. I I don't know. My interest has been piqued, I will just say. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I I'll, what it was at first. I'll yeah. add it to the list of shit I need to play the day I get a PS5, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, going to become easier and easier, Cat. To get a PS5. I know. When you feel like dropping the $600 plus on it. I know. A lot of people, like, DM me or message me when, like, Walmart or, like, Amazon Canada or whatever have stock. And every time I'm just like, I don't have the time nor the money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm I'm definitely um, going to do a lot of backlog gaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going to be a good time when you do get your PS5. Yeah. And honestly, mm-hmm. like, uh, Ethan. Eternites? Yeah. Eternites. 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 Yeah. Eternites. It will definitely be one of the, it's like, it's probably going to be super cheap by the point I get a PS5. So <laughs> probably yeah. drop a few dollars on that and just be like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm dating and fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It may be one of those uh, PS plus available games at that point too. You never know. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. What you should make sure you do too is like anytime stuff pops up, if they're still doing the free games, for PS5, once they evolve into their new system or whatever, if that's still a thing, 
you should still go in and like claim things so that you have them in the future. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a pretty good press conference. Um, it's an interesting time of year because this is usually when we would be having the E3 and everything. So there are stuff, there is stuff going on this week that we're going to keep our eyeballs on. Obviously, the Summer Games Fest event on Thursday. I'm going to be going to the Toronto uh, event fan event for Xbox Bethesda on Sunday. Um, so that should be pretty fun. I'm excited both about the conference itself and about finally seeing everybody that i haven't had a chance to meet up with since moving to toronto so i'm pretty stoked about that lots of folks going to that so uh, that'll be fun but yeah it's 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 odd that it's e3-esque time yet it's not full bore like we're used to exactly but, uh, yeah but yeah do you think it ever will get back to that though maybe jeff what jeff neely's doing will bring it back to somewhat of that. Cause I feel like he is so encringing, I guess you could say on what E3 is and kind of eating into that space right now mm-hmm. that I feel like E3 is not going to be able to do what it used to do. They're going to have to partner with him. Cause he like, geez, at the game awards, he released the Xbox series X look like we saw the console for the first time mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. i have a feeling that the psvr2 may be shown off on thursday because like they they're part of it you know playstation's part of it they said state of play was part of the event so the summer games fest bonanza whatever you want to call it so yeah i mean it has the vibe whether it's actually going to be e3 i doubt it how do you mm. come back now right unless there's nostalgia from it right yeah all right folks well that pretty much sums up the podcast this week as always i implore uh, implore you oh my god after you know two podcasts now i'm only stuttering (laughs) i implore you to go check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for links to all the stories mentioned in this episode along with the trailer to fred's game so uh yeah go check that out um if you have the power to rate and review podcasts on the podcast platform where you were listening to us please do so it's much appreciated because it helps with discovery pushes us up in the rankings we do read all the comments that are in there so uh we really appreciate that and if you're in the iHeartRadio app go drop us a talk back go you know leave us a voice memo because uh you can be heard on the show um as always i want to thank the crew for being on the show with me this week Catherine, shout out your social media so people can follow you online i am c-s-d-e-s-b-i-n-s-c-s-d-b-i-n on twitter on ins- and instagram but uh i'm always in the girls on games discord to be honest so true. Joelle, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ComfyGamer. Uh, but I'm also hanging out on the Girls on Games Discord. It is a really cool place to be. So I highly recommend folks check that out. And I'm Leah Jew, our most social media platforms. But of course, you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. Just Girls on Games on Instagram. No the in there. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this conversation and more. But of course, if you ever need to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That's our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been a lovely week in video games. I'm really excited about 1.19 Minecraft coming this week. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yes. It's going to be so much fun getting back to my Minecraft world. All right. See you all next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.